Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rebel Pastor. My name is Joseph Allen. And I'm Andrew Allen. Back for episode four. I love it. This is exciting for multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. Multiple. Okay. Uh, we got some new equipment. Yes, we did. Uh, We're being very official now. Being very official. <laughs> it might sound a little... It's probably going to sound a little different in later episodes. Uh, we are not at our normal spot that we normally record. That is true as well. So You're telling our secrets. Not all of them. Okay. <laughs> just enough that if the audio is really weird, uh-huh. then they know why. Okay. Um, well, we've gotten some already some comments that hmm. it's hard to tell the difference between us sometimes. Okay. Which yeah. is shocking because I feel like we sound very different. Yeah. But being that we're brothers, apparently we don't. Hmm. And it's funny, too, because, like, that makes sense to me in the sense of, like, if it was some people that didn't know us. Yeah. It was a bunch of people that knew us yeah. very well. Yes. Yes. So. So maybe I, the new equipment will help with that. A that bit. will hopefully. I think we should just continuously talk over each other. <laughs> and try to make it as confusing as possible. <laughs> exactly. All right. I like that. Well, uh, you actually last night told me something really, uh, really, I think, funny and cool idea that okay. you wanted to do for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so normally I, I have a very roundabout initial question. That's true. Uh, I don't think I got that this week. Okay, that's I think good. I'm, I can, I, you're just going to let me go? I think I'm going to let you go. And then maybe you can ask questions as, oh, yeah, as, as something continue. comes up. Yeah, because there's no way... You're going to be talking for, you know, 30 minutes. And I'm not going to have a single thing to say. I hope not. I'm sure in I'll like probably, five yeah. minutes I'm going to be like, oh, now here's a random thought. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, so on Instagram, which I am new to the whole social media thing in general. So I'm trying very hard to be good at this. And I know that sounds silly, but it's actually like an effort to try to actually be good at social yeah. media or do it. So. Anyways, a, a while ago, like before we were kind of uh, had everything synced up with the podcast, I did a Instagram that I would like to be something that we do numerous times on Instagram, but also potentially on the show. And it's, it's this question that I proposed to everybody. And it was basically, not basically, it was, is your pastor a prick? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that's a very important question. So I feel I, the reason I wanted to talk about it is I feel kind of fired up about it as I just keep seeing. And again, this is more in like national news. So like mega churches mostly is where, yeah. where I'm seeing stuff like this, where it's just like such an obvious case that man, pastors are just <laughs> pricks. Mm. And I guess my only disclaimer to that is I get that all of us have moments, right? Where we're just oh. going to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, so pastors aren't different, I guess, in one level that they're human. And so everybody should be given some grace for moments where they're just being jerks to other people, where they're, yeah. where they're just acting, um, you know. We all have bad days. Yeah, we all have bad days. We all have bad moments, whatever. But I kind of feel like this is going a little bit into that celebrity pastor status. I think so. And and I, I think even maybe for small churches, too, mm-hmm. with that idea that the pastor is this person that is like set apart 
different holier and certainly the celebrity kind of idea of pastor is that we're get, we're letting pastors get away with just being pricks to people mm. and it's not okay it needs to stop joe <laughs> it's not okay and so that is where i kind of want to just um whether you're a pastor <laughs> or hopefully just somebody listening like it's not okay for pastors to treat people like jerks yeah and and for some reason for for centuries we've been giving them a pass well, yeah, do you think, I, I, it's been a while since you did your posts, mm-hmm. uh, so I can't remember all, because you had a few things that you touched on there, so yeah. which definitely we Yeah, should. we'll go back to it, maybe. But do you think that's because, like, obviously, when it's like, this person's, you know, a leader and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but do you think we give them that, quote-unquote, grace, or, you know, like, be like, this is okay, because he's the leader, and the sense of, like, oh, he's we trick ourselves into thinking, oh, they're not being a prick. They're just trying to teach us our... Oof, that's a good point. I think that's one side of it. I Absolutely. I think when we elevate somebody to a place of, like, power, but also kind of hero worship. Mm-hmm. So I think there's that aspect where, for some people, their pastors are, like, the ultimate of spiritual success. Yeah. And if that's true, if you've elevated anybody into that place... I think then when they do, if they do something that's like where you would normally be like, that person's just an asshole, <laughs> you, that you cut them some slack. And because if that's the case, then everything you've built, your like, you've Ooh. kind of put your hope in this person. Yeah. You know, so like my hope is that this person um, will it can be better than me, I mm-hmm. guess, on some level. I think it's like hero worship. Yeah. And so a little bit that I think as Americans, we love heroes. And Heck yeah. I think it's partly because we, we know how normal and average <laughs> and all the different things that we struggle with are. And so it's like, I want to believe that there's a human that can do life better than me. Yeah. And so I think pastors oftentimes get put in that place and many pastors are all too happy to take that place. Um, where it's like, yeah, so then when they do something that's a jerk, it's like, well, I can't admit that they're a jerk, otherwise my whole little mm. kingdom I've built up here crumbles. So that's a, I, I think you're right on with that. that yeah, that's a, a very... How, I think every topic we've hit so far mm-hmm. has a very scary reality to it uh, Yeah, that I don't like to acknowledge. <laughs> Because it's easier to just laugh about it. Yeah, um, that's but true. it's so true. Like that's that's a scary thing that happens, and is like mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, I don't know. I don't know how what order and how we're gonna do this. Yeah, we're just going. Okay, for it. but what do you think? Like, how do you tell the difference between maybe a, a harsh? Like when, because I'm sure you doing counseling or just like when you've tried to talk with someone, like there's been moments that you're like, okay, I need to be a little harsher. Like I mm-hmm. need to give this person like a reality check. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if they're coming, like, how do you do that compared to like, I guess just checking your spirit and being like, ah, I'm just going to be a prick today. I'm just yeah. gonna, like, <laughs> I'm doing this to be a jerk versus I'm doing this to genuinely help them and they're yeah. not realizing it. 
Well, hopefully people will know. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, there's a major difference. I'm just speaking from my own life in terms of like my motivation being love and concern for somebody. If that's motivating me sometimes having to say something that's going to cross their will, um, I think I'm hoping that they feel that. But also, like, quite honestly, I hate those moments. Like, I I hate... um, in counseling where it's like, gosh, I, I got to say something mm. that could potentially be offensive to this person. And hopefully, I mean, I guess we'd need to interview people that I've done counseling with or something. But hopefully, even in those moments, there's a place of humility to say, you know, I, I'm just going to tell you what I feel is truth here. And you're going to have to wrestle this out mm. um, instead of like harshly being like you are a you know, you have this major issue and if you don't look at it, if you don't address it, then we're done, you know? And so hopefully that's something that, again, if, if we're coming from a heart of love and concern, Mm -hmm. we should be caring and careful in how we say even challenging things to people. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately too many pastors, I think just think they get to say whatever, whatever they want to people. So do you like, Actually, I'm not going to apologize for this because this is something that you... Why? Like, why do you think... How do you think that we've got to this Well, I think exactly... Again, this is the other side of what you you brought up, maybe your first question. But I think the other reason why we give pastors this excuse is that that we've been trained to, right? Hmm. And so in the evangelical church especially, but really it goes back to, I mean the beginning of institutional church where it's like there's this leader position and this leader has a closer relationship to God and he's kind of the go-between. So if I make him mad or if I do something this pastor doesn't like, then my relationship with God is in question. Mm. And, And I think sometimes then there's that certainly in my, uh, circle of church life growing up, it was strongly preached like you got to honor your leaders and you got to honor your pastor and you got to honor which is you should honor everybody like yeah. there's i mean that's not that's not a horrible concept like we should be loving caring and honor people <laughs> but what we really i think what often was meant behind that was like don't question mm. like your leaders don't make mistakes your leaders don't get things wrong your leaders don't have sin issues so don't question your leaders or don't um you know like ever yeah. challenge your leaders and that i think is super broken in the church today that it it's if it's a relationship then as a pastor sure maybe i'm going to have an opportunity uh, times where i'm going to challenge somebody yeah they should be able to challenge me back and mm. I shouldn't get ticked off or upset or treat them like they're, you know, yeah. ridiculous Ooh. if that happens. Yeah. So then do you think, is there, what's the, is there a way to do those things and still be in that code of like honoring? Like, you know, that's not, you know, you don't, I guess that depends on your whole definition of like yeah, how you're going to take honoring. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just to, cause I agree with that in the sense mm-hmm. of like that. I can see immediately how that is used as a like, okay, well I can't have these conversations or I can't even question that. Yeah. 
but is there a way to question like how how do you question that and still if you're still trying to yeah, I don't know if respect's a better word or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Go into those kind of situations. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, although maybe part of the problem is we need to get rid of that whole system altogether. Like hmm. honor, sure, in the sense of like caring for one another. But you know, if <laughs> if your pastor is being a prick, like challenge that. Who care? Like yeah, get there's not a perfect way to do it. So I think Mm. on some level, if you can't as a friend, as a human being in normal relationship with somebody be like, dude, you're being a jerk and that person not respond to you, then that should, that should be a sign. I think ultimately what I kind of want to get out there to people is if you call your pastor out on being a jerk Mm -hmm. and there's no, response to you about that then you need a new like you need to find a new Mm. pastor that's not a healthy situation that's not a healthy place well i think yes but then i'm also i guess i'm also taking your previous statement Mm -hmm. with this one as well it's like i think that if you you that should still be done in the the course of I'm not going to do this. At least to me, I'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe this is just how my personality goes. But like out of rage. Your personality might be a little less confrontive than yeah, my personality. Potentially. Yeah. Just just a little bit of a smidge. Yeah, just a tiny bit. <laughs> Joe naturally is just way nicer of a guy than I am. <laughs> but that's how we can have this podcast. Yes, exactly. Because I feel like you say a lot of things that a lot of people think. I hope so. want to. Yes. And I'm like, ooh, who knows about this? This could be a little interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But what I was going to say is like, when you're talking about counseling, like that Mm. you can hope they feel there's not this, I'm just going to do this because I want to piss this person off. Yeah. Yeah. But like you should be, if if your pastor is being a prick, Mm -hmm. you should be able to go there. Yeah. But I guess to me, my thought is like, look at your true intention. Yeah. Like your intention should be, this isn't right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think maybe this is something too, that we should talk about fairly early in our episodes Mm -hmm. of, um, rebel pastor. But for me, a a big embrace of being a rebel pastor, and this maybe doesn't sound rebel at all, is just that I want to be friends with the people I pastor. Mm. And, Growing up, that was like very, it was a rebel concept for me to okay. to embrace that, again, getting rid of the construct of me as a pastor, as a leader that's like higher up than everybody else, and then everybody else is kind of lower down, mm. and we're relating in that way to how do I pastor my friends, like yeah, people wow. that I'm in relationship with. I guess. Mm. Um, And all of us have different levels of friendships, right? Where friendship is, you know, you've got kind of different levels of depth that you have with friendship. But there is something there that's like we're equals building relationship together. Yeah. Walking out faith Mm. together. And so for me, in terms of like church and community... I think a rebel concept for pastors is these are just friends on a journey of faith that we're walking out life all together. 
Yeah. And if you're coming from that standpoint, it changes everything. And the reason I say that's rebel is that I was literally taught you can't be friends with the people that you pastor. Oof. So like, you know, being vulnerable, like pastors should never, literally I was taught this, that pastors shouldn't be vulnerable with people in their church because that can shake somebody's faith. I, mm. I don't even understand that now, but that was something that was taught to me. Like you can't really be friends. And that to me is such a sad reality of mm. pastoring today is that I don't think most pastors have real friendship with yeah. people in their church. Yeah. You know, they feel like they have to be one person with the people in their church because they're leading those people, whatever that means. And then they have to be, then they have like a separate group of friends that they get to be real with. Yeah. Well, that's got to cause the biggest disconnect. Yeah. So in some ways, then I can be a prick because whatever, these aren't really people that I'm, yeah. I'm in real relationship with. They're just, I'm not saying I believe this. I'm just saying this is what the got mindset it. is like. They're just the stupid sheep that I'm, you know been tasked to get somewhere yeah like the paycheck yeah but it's very different than um hmm. you're you're my friend so like my friends can be pricks sometimes i've got some <laughs> friends that can really be jerks at times and likewise i can be a jerk but when that happens and any of my friends have come to me and been like dude you know what's what's going on like hmm. You hurt my feelings, or we gotta talk about this, or where, I'm, you know, there's some, there's a connection of love there that makes me want to listen, be vulnerable, yeah. and so I, I don't think that should be any different in a church. Or mm. I guess that's my question: Why would it be any different in a church? Yeah, I mean that just goes into like building. I think we talked about this in the last mm -hmm. episode, but building like a true community yes which you can't do if you can't show vulnerability like if you're yeah. too scared to show anything about who you truly are absolutely like ooh. and and then for a pastor you're too you if you have if you're functioning in a paradigm like that then you can't admit that you're wrong and so we yeah. see that all the time today right even when it's like even when people have been caught in the act of doing something horrible there's still this kind of denial of, oh, that it well it really wasn't that bad or yeah. this didn't really happen and this abuse didn't take place. And it's this constant trying to deflect and we don't want to admit. But if again, if we're in a place of relationships, real relationships with people that we love and know love us, then we should be able to yeah. be vulnerable and real. Oof. No, that's so... I mean, that gets to so much of the heart of... Yeah, we kind of went deeper on this already. I, than was... I, I, I was just going to make fun of pastors yeah. that were jerks. <laughs> but well, Joe takes us kind of I... to the heart of the matter. I didn't mean Good to. job, Joe. <laughs> I was getting so ready to just have a lighter episode. Yeah, jeez. But, I mean, I think, no, I, like that's... That's that's true, though, and that's good, I think. No, I'd rather as... talk about that. The, yeah. the truth being, yeah, that kind of so much of what we're going to address is always going to go back back down to probably that we've been building the american church anyways our experience inside the evangelical church as a whole but even probably greater than that we've been building so much on a weird foundation that you know yeah. the foundation itself isn't healthy so this foundation that pastors are at a level different than 
everybody else isn't healthy. Yeah. They're just, they've just been called by God to do something that God's gifted them to do. And that doesn't make pastors a better or special breed of human. I was, I'm scared. I'm scared to ask this question too. (laughs) Okay. This might be, it might be whatever. Okay. But so I've been, I've been working on a little message or whatever Mm -hmm. it is for like a youth group or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the big things I've been thinking about is, you know, foundation and how Mm. all that works and building, like, the right stuff. Mm -hmm. And I guess, like you were just saying, when we're looking at this, how this evangelical foundation Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are built on, I mean, like, how long were you in that? Mm. I mean, you were in that Mm -hmm. for a long, like, and so many people are in those, that situation, Mm -hmm. like, how how hard is it to change that foundation? Like how... Ooh, that's kind of a million dollar question. Yeah. Can you even change that yeah. foundation? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great debate that we have. But you're right. I mean, for me, um, traditional evangelical church was about 20s... Before I really started kind of questioning mm-hmm. things and having a season of just being disillusioned and questioning everything that I believed was probably like 26 years Hmm. in that, you know? And so 25 years, somewhere in there. So a lot of programming to be like, this is the way things are. And a lot of programming into how you treat leaders. And um, so when that happens, it, it it's scary to kind of take those steps to be like, well, I'm going to call leaders out too. Yeah. You know, I'm going to try to be honest with them. You, the bigger question of, you know, can, can the evangelical church's foundation be redeemed? I, as a, Somebody that believes the gospel, I have to believe that nothing is beyond redemption, but it's really hard for <laughs> me to If we had it. a camera right, right. now. <laughs> it's really hard for... I'm just being honest with people, yeah. and, and nobody, people don't... Obviously, nobody has to believe the same way. It's very hard for me to believe that the traditional evangelical church is going to change. Hmm. Partly because of the, the very thing we're talking about, is that any time um, the leaders are questioned or... A challenge they respond so poorly they respond like pricks anytime this this happens and so it's causing this great exodus in the church today of of people like they're leaving by the thousands because people won't people in leadership won't be real won't listen won't let themselves be challenged mm. and that's a huge problem yeah i guess I mean, that's obvious. That is my other thought in that is like, what happens when you're not the pastor? You're mm-hmm. not like how, how difficult is that to change? And I know like, Oh, that's gotta be, I would think, I mean, it's a foundation is something that's so it's like, that's what you fall back on. Yeah. Absolutely. So when that comes into question yeah. and that comes into like what's where am i like that's got to feel it's yeah really challenging if you're if you don't have any place to make change or be 
um, an agent of change in like a church or someplace. Yeah, I think that's got to be very hopeless feeling. And honestly, even for me, even though I was in a level of leadership in the church, I I was I was at a place where I was very like I had hit the bottom of. I remember actually, it was one of our church network conferences, which are normally like a big deal. And like the is that was that it similar would be, to those like Christmas? Yeah, it was right okay. around Christmas time and, and um it would be all the churches kind of, you know, ten, twelve, I don't know how many there were. Churches kind of all getting together and it it used to be like a big, big thing, right? And I just remember at one of those, so it's kind of the time of year where you're supposed to be getting all hyped up for whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever churchy stuff that you're gonna do. I just remember like hating being there every second and like so hopeless because everybody that shared it just felt like it was um, more strengthening a bad foundation. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. there's another sermon just to tell everybody we need to keep doing exactly what we've been doing. Um, And so, yeah, I think I certainly felt that same way of, I remember coming home uh, to my wife and just being like, I don't think I can can go back to oh, that. Dang. Like, I don't even, because there would be a morning meeting and a night meeting. And I was like, yeah. I don't think I can go back tonight. <laughs> like, I just, I'm getting to a place where I feel like I'm going against my conscience yeah. even being there. And, and that was kind of the breaking point. Like, literally for my situation, like, it was only a few days later, it was like, okay, well, you're going to start a new church. And wow. so, yeah, so... But I think I I have a lot of compassion for people that are stuck in those places. And that's part of my hope with this podcast and the Rebel Pastor is just to encourage you. Like, if you are given no place to, like, question and really dialogue with people that are respecting you as a human, then it's okay to leave those situations. Mm. Like, you don't have to let pastors treat you bad. Yeah, well, as ridiculous as that sounds, I think it needs to be said because so many people do. Like, yeah, that's crazy. So man. many people let pastors treat them like garbage, and use them, their time, their gifts, their money. Like, just use them, and you don't have to let somebody. You shouldn't let somebody do that. Yeah, that's that seems like a, such a different world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like is the best segue we're going to get for this mm-hmm. to potentially look at your post <laughs> okay. and some of the things you said. <laughs> I realized as we're 27 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and because I think, didn't you, you, you have a, you have like a Yes, list of, I, I had some lists just to help people. Yeah. You know, and I sort of tongue in cheek, but not really tongue in cheek. Like I truly believe these things are problems. And that's, that's the thing. Like the, what you just said should have been a ton in, tongue in cheek thing. To me, oh, yeah, like that should because I shouldn't have to say it, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I agree. So, I don't know how much how many of these are a tongue in cheek. Well, none of them really, yeah, but (laughs) because they really happen, and yeah, and they should be warning signs to any anybody that's out there. And again, when we when we are so immersed in a culture where we care and we love people, you know, and Mm -hmm. we have we put our hope in whatever ideals. Our com- this community of people have, it can be really hard sometimes to see clearly. 
And so where like if if you know if a coworker treated us as poorly as sometimes our pastors or people at church treat us, we'd be like, "What the heck? Something's wrong. This is not okay." Yeah. But for some reason, if it happens inside the church, it's like, well, I guess they're yeah they're leaders, so they can treat me however mm. I want. Um, and that's not good for people. So yeah. So shall I, shall I just throw out some of? I feel like you should throw. Is there? I feel like I should know this since I'm a part of this okay. whole thing, but the <laughs> pros and cons, like uh, how you can tell if the pastor's a prick or not on here. Well, I have, yeah. I mean, that's Got kind it. of what I did. Yeah. We see that Joe doesn't always read my Instagram It's been a long now. time, man. <laughs> that's, when last did you do that? was a few weeks ago. That is true. That's, that is true. I have, I'm a short attention span okay, kind of guy. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, so in no particular order, I'm just pulling pulling them up here, but this is one that really gets me really really badly Mm -hmm. and it's this thing that's happened now in these last 10 years so if your pastor has to designate themselves as the preaching pastor i think it's safe to say your pastor's a prick that is i (laughs) i don't want to go too much into some behind the scenes stuff as well okay but you told me that we we did a few tests Mm -hmm. stuff and you Mm -hmm. told me that in one of them Mm mm-hmm that absolute like I didn't realize that there was different forms of pa- like a preaching yeah. pastor, a whatever other pastor, like yeah, because what that has come to mean, and and probably the you know the most famous person that's <laughs> people know of that's easy maybe to designate now as a prick pastor would mm. be Mark Driscoll from Mars Hill, and early in his thing he was like I'm the preaching pastor, all I do is preach. I don't even talk to the people in my church on a Sunday. Like he didn't even want to talk to the people in his congregation. How could you? That should be a sign to you that something's wrong. If your pastor doesn't even want to talk to you. I just don't. How do you go there? How do you do that? That's what I go. (laughs) Well, you put your place, you you make a lot of yourself, you know, that your words that you're going to say are so important that people need to hear them so badly (laughs) that that's all you should be doing. But but it's gone down to now, like, I mean, I've been uh, met pastors from some pretty small churches, Mm -hmm. 100 member-ish kind of churches. And even in those churches, you've got pastors that are the preaching pastor an administrative pastor and to me that's such a red flag that your pastor thinks the most important thing they do is decide what scripture says for you yeah probably you know that their their only job is to be studying and preparing messages and to actually engage with real people that is for a different kind of pastor that's for the administrative pastor or the relationship pastor Pastor. i'm not sure but uh if you're wondering if you have one of those Mm. pastors your pastors yeah definitely definitely a prick oh my god (laughs) here's another one that i think is way more common okay but if we really think about it what you're saying is pretty ridiculous Hmm. so i i would also say pastors that think and believe that your purpose is to serve their vision Hmm. is kind of ridiculous and sort of a prick thing to do. Like that's deciding that my, my idea 
of mm-hmm. what God has for us is the ultimate thing and everybody in my community or everybody should like be subservient to, to my idea mm. and their ideas don't really matter. That's what you're kind of saying there. Like it's Ugh. about my vision and mm. anything else that doesn't line up with that is doesn't not. really matter. <laughs> that's kind of a, yeah. that's kind of a prick call. Don't you think that one? Yeah. I, that's Yeah. That's that's a rougher one for me, I think, too, though. Yeah, because I so much am like that. That's how I think it's so easy to fall into those because mm-hmm. that's so I feel like that's how I work. Oh, okay. like that's how I work. Oh, in yeah. like I want to serve. I want yeah. to I want to like be mm-hmm. like a part of this thing. Yeah, so I think that's, that's how well, that yeah. gets. So that can easily be taken advantage of, though, yeah. right? Like, if you're not in a place where you, if you're not in a healthy place mm. where you value what you're bringing to the table, then it would be easy to let somebody take advantage of that that thinks their ideas are and the most important. That's what, I, like, that's what happens. Yeah. So much. Like, that's what's so terrifying about that to me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it is. And again, that's something that's been programmed into us as evangelicals mm-hmm. is the pastor sets the vision for the church. Yeah. And um, I think leaders guide a, a place that a community is going. Mm. But in my mind, there's something so... One, I don't think you really see that anywhere in the New Testament. You don't. You don't see leaders like creating a vision none of the early churches had vision statements like we have like that's one of the most important things apparently Mm -hmm. churches need which we've never had by the way a vision statement (laughs) um but nowhere in scripture do you see Mm -hmm. paul telling timothy or you know make sure you've got a strong vision statement for your church set the vision as a leader we we should know what our vision is it's to follow Jesus and love people. Yeah. That's really all we should be doing. Now, there's, I think churches have different ex- ways of expressing that. Yeah. And then maybe as a leader, you can kind of help. Mm-hmm. But it, it should, a church should be full of different people's yeah. visions. And people should be able to get involved with the different mm-hmm. visions that kind of hit their heart. Well, yeah, because then I guess that makes it a, a one note song exactly yeah Yeah. and does a lot to set up that structure of like there's one person way high at the top and everybody else exists to yeah feed that person Mm. whereas in you know i I think in a church life there should be a lot of different people bringing things to the table that the different people in the church can get behind yeah and you know, mm. people that are good at serving and making something happen can get behind those different things for seasons of time. Yeah. Well, even committed to it for the rest of their life, just for a season. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's such a, a real point of like, I would assume God's, if you have a church of people, God's going to call different ones to different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then if that's, if you're not feeling like you have any room to express what you're feeling like God's calling you for Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna shut you up real fast. Absolutely, yeah, mm. yeah. You're definitely right. 
So those, these are just a couple examples. Yeah, that's just I think two. Those are just two. <laughs> and my hope is actually that this would create something where we can keep throwing this list out mm. and it can grow. So we need feedback from all of you that have experienced prick pastors. Mm. Um, I want feedback. I want more. And I'll keep throwing them out on yeah. Instagram as we get like, your pastor might be a prick if they do this. Mm. Um I think that would be... I feel like this is a really it. dangerous topic to be yeah. having with your brother, who you're also his pastor. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, you know, for anybody out there that thinks they're the first, I've already had people respond, my pastor's a prick. Yeah. They go to... My, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Our, people have beat you to the punch already. <laughs> no one's original. Yeah. You're all... Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I still say send them to him anyway. Yeah. Make sure definitely. he knows. Send them to me. I, I kind of appreciate that. Just for me, it helps to know that you're getting some of those. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, so here's a, l- let me throw out one more. Okay. I don't know if we have time for it. Yeah. We're almost at 40. We're good. Okay. We're good. Um, Joe keeps me on a strict time limit. So, but silly again, sort mm-hmm. of like the preaching pastor thing, but I also think it's a little bit of kind of a prick move to insist that everybody call you a pastor Ooh. and you don't call anybody else anything but like their first name. If but yeah, you know, and some pastors don't even know your name. Oh, that's what I was about so to say. When they just call you a bud or when they're using like the brother, brother. my brother, my sister, <laughs> they probably don't even know your name. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! But you have to call them Pastor Pastor So and So. So so yeah, Pastor Andrew, and that's so common. Mm. Um, that was one of the things, kind of right from the beginning. I was like, I don't want to be called Pastor Andrew. I don't want to be because I don't call people Plumber Bob <laughs> or like I don't call people by the their profession first <laughs> and then their name. Who does that? Um, that is such, like, so growing up in Africa, Mm -hmm. that was such, it's such a huge thing. Yeah. So huge. Yeah. Um, why, do you know, like, why, why this started? (laughs) I mean, obviously I don't know if, like, why you'd know in Africa, but like in in the church world. I I think it goes back to just those weird kind of honor teachings Mm -hmm. that we teach, you know, that this is a way that you honor your pastors, that you call them... Yeah, Pastor Bob and Pastor. <laughs> You're really upset. Pastor with Steve. Bob. <laughs> well, Pastor Bob, Plumber Bob, Doctor Bob, <laughs> Mailman Bob. I don't know. Bob just is a nice flow to it when you're coming up with a generic okay. name, <laughs> uh, or I'm not very original, one or hmm. the other. But I, you know, I I don't really know. Yeah. Like where it originated, why, when? Other than I do think it's just part of that culture yeah of honor but also giving somebody too high too big of a place Mm. you know and so for it was funny um in the bigger churches again you've got so many different paths you've got in even smaller churches you got the senior pastor you got associate pastors you got assistant pastors you've got lay pastors you've (laughs) got music music pastors Children's pastors, it just starts to get ridiculous. Yeah. I remember one church in our network of churches, and they were maybe like only 
300 people, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh, boy. And they had so many pastors. Every time I like went there, I felt they, like they were introducing a new <laughs> oh, God. set of pastors. <laughs> maybe half the church was pastors. I was about it to say, like it, was, it. it was like 150 of them, and, the pastors. And, the and it would be... <laughs> You're creating these new positions and pastors. Mm. Like they, these are the sound pastors, and these are the usher pastors. <laughs> no, I don't know. There, there definitely was. Yeah, it was I'm sure, but yeah. it's just weird. It's mm. weird, and it's weird to me to have people insist. I guess on one level, if somebody wants to call you Pastor Bob. <laughs> Pastor Andrew, whatever. I can't make somebody not call me that. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Do you do you not like when do you like do you not like when people call you pastor? No, I hate it. Really? Does who do you know that calls me that? I mean, no one. Yeah, that's fair. I but like so. Does it immediately make you be like, ooh, there's something off with this person? No, or? because I think some I know where people are coming from yeah. when they do that. So. When people do that in different contexts, it, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal to me be, if I understand the context. Yeah. So even when I visited Africa a couple mm-hmm. times, I like some things are not my place to change. Yeah. You know, I, I'll try to change culture in my own mm-hmm. context. I'm not going to go into another nation and try to change yeah. their culture. So when I was in Africa, like I referred to other people as pastor, whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really do that here. No, not at all. Like even even when we are with other churches or other people, I don't introduce them as pastor so and so. You really wanted to say Bob again? Didn't you? <laughs> I so did. I don't even know. Oh, and I do know a pastor Bob. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up with a pastor Bob, but You're currently so I don't Bob, have anybody you... in my life that's a pastor Bob. But I <laughs> want to get to know you if you're out there. <laughs> I I was just thinking. Oh man, how did I lose that? That made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. But I was just Oh, that was such a that was a big thing for me when I first came back. Yeah, not cuz I I was like I I think I called you pastor a few times. Yeah. Did not last very long. <laughs> no, I don't and I try to tell people pretty quickly like I don't mm-hmm. I don't need you to call me that. Like I don't want you to call me that. And there was a there were a couple people through the years that just said, "Listen, I, this is important to me. I want yeah. to call you this. Um, and so I knew where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. I still didn't like it, you yeah. know, but I would be... And over time, most of those people stopped calling me that. Yeah. And I love that. I mm-hmm. just want to be Andrew or Drew or... Bob. Or Bob. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. If I was called Bob, that would be so great. Maybe... Maybe going forward from here, some of you will just refer to me as Bob. You're but... Pastor Bob, man. That's yeah. who you are now. Yeah. Um, but again, getting back that's, to what yeah. we're talking about, that's a weird... Mm. If you really stop and think about it, that's a weird thing to insist. And and, and what it's doing when pastors ins- insist that you call them by that and everybody else is just again known just their first name it's creating those classes yeah of people within the church and mm-hmm. so then that plays into all the things like how scared i am to tell a pastor that he's being a jerk because this is pastor bob <laughs> and i'm just not bob not bob that oh I'm that's just so Joe. like yeah that creates such a huge hierarchy mm-hmm. so fat like cause yeah. it seems i guess to me at first seems so innocent. Mm-hmm. 
And but it could have started that way. Yeah. I mean, maybe it did. Maybe it was just an instant way but subconsciously, of... man, that just... Yeah. And Ooh. it's it's doing as pastors what we tell other people not to do. Dude. So we, we would tell people, don't put your identity in your job. Mm. Like, don't... That shouldn't be the thing that gives you identity. And yet, for most pastors, that's completely the thing that gives oh, them identity of who they are. That's brutal. Yeah. That's... Oh. It's true though, That's right? So, in most oh. circumstances, yeah, Ooh. yeah, and we just need to get rid of that as church. And I can't, if I insisted again, going back to the idea of pastoring your friends, mm-hmm. like a, a group of people that are your friends. If I insist that they all call me Pastor Andrew, I don't think I could ever fully be. I'm not going to be seen as an equal. Yeah. So I can't really be friends. Mm. So you can I'm, only be friends with other pastors. There you go. And that's, yeah, that's what most pastors yeah. do. Which is then, I mean, like, unless you're one of those other churches, that's not yeah. your congregation. That's not your yeah. community. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh. So there we go. I feel that like was that just was three. Pretty, that was just three. <laughs> There's many more, but that gives opportunity for feedback. Yeah. I would love to, on another episode, read people's feedback mm. on um you know signs that you might have a prick pastor yeah and i think this would just be a fun concept in general mm-hmm. uh i know we've talked about doing stuff like this on instagram and a few other kind of things that are very related to this mm-hmm. not necessarily is your pastor a prick yeah but other cool like i list ideas mm-hmm. that would be very fun yeah that would be good but if you guys have any definitely like you would be like hey i would love to see them get through three questions on this other list yeah let us know what like you think would be fun to talk about because we're Mm -hmm. always down to just talk about whatever Mm -hmm. random thing and see where that takes us absolutely and so let me say this too with that um to get serious again Mm -hmm. for a moment because part part of what I think we're trying to accomplish again that we've talked about a lot is that we, I don't want people to feel alone in their journey of faith and questioning things. And so on a very serious side, if you're in that place where you are starting to have questions about your pastor and you just need somebody to run something by, you know, if you're out there and you feel like your pastor has been treating you poorly or acting like a prick or a jerk and there's nobody that you can really talk to, to, to be like, Hey, this seemed like a jerk thing to do. Was it man? Mm. Ask us, send us a, send us a something. <laughs> send us a something. Send us a something. <laughs> wow. You took that real serious thing. and <laughs> Send us an email, DM us, any of the ways that you can reach out to communicate with us. Yeah. Do it because sometimes we just need that somebody else to, uh, help us know that we're not really off in what we're perceiving yeah. or, you know, thinking. And again, I don't think anybody should just give up on their pastor just right away, but it, it should be addressed. And if you can't even address it, if you can't even go there with your pastor, if uh, they won't even listen or be open to the fact that they have done something wrong or treated you poorly then you you get you need a new pastor you need to start looking for a new place a new church a new pastor where um they really see you as equals walking out faith together yeah 
That's a hard. That's a hard challenge. It is, but yeah. it's a good one. Yeah, and I don't want people to feel alone in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Until next week, guys. This was super fun and exciting. Lots of fun. Uh, again, very curious how this is going to sound and turn out. Uh, give us your feedback. Exactly. Comments. Follow us. Yes. Rate. Give us some ratings. Mm-hmm. All the different things yes. that you're supposed to do on social media. And you're podcasts. getting better at that. At one <laughs> of these you. days, you're gonna get it so perfectly. Oh man! Then we we'll just need to record that <laughs> yeah. and play it every time. <laughs> but I still, I think at the moment, uh, Instagram is the best yeah. way to get a hold of us and to, if you want to talk to us directly, we will get those and we will talk to you. It's not some just random yeah. bot. That's us and. That's what we want. That's mm-hmm. that's what this is about. Absolutely. So, yeah. Until next time. All right, guys.